Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 7, Rise of Kin. I am dedicating this episode to an incredible friend of mine, um, Jimmy the Greek. He passed away last week, um, more or less expectedly. He'd been battling with pancreatic cancer, I want to say for the last six or seven years, and had recovered from it several times out of you know, sheer iron will, to be honest. Um, he and I had a, a very special bond. Um, his family was my first investors in my real estate ventures back in 2012 when I started the company. And, you know, they, well, I'll share the story because. I think it's worth sharing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it did, even, even though it was expected, I'm sure it hit his family pretty hard. Um, and, you know, my condolences go out to them. I communicated with his brothers. Uh, you know, it's one of, it was one of those not so subtle reminders that life goes by fast. And it's really important to just do what you love. Um, and I think that's easier said than done in, in many ways. It, uh, his whole battle with pancreatic cancer came about at a time, um, when I was unpacking a lot of personal things and it, frankly, it was inspiring you know, it, it was very inspiring to watch him navigate through it. And really, he maintained, I mean, he almost held together his family because it seemed to me as an outsider like they were very taken aback by him getting sick. Um, and his inner strength really inspired, it inspired me. It seems to me like it inspired his family. Um, and I think it will continue to do that. He, he had a very close-knit family. They're Greek uh, in New York. And each one of them had three, three-ish, four kids. And so they had a very close and tight-knit family. They were very tied into the community. Um, and, you know, it was just... It's one of those reminders, again, to just live fully in, in the right now because you never know what's coming. You don't have to worry about what's coming. Um, but finding your own truth is a worthy, a worthy endeavor. So I'd like to share a little bit about uh, my relationship with him and his brothers because, you know, it as a young man who grew up without a, a lot of masculine successful role models, they, they sort of embodied that whole thing. Um, I met them through a friend of a friend and, you know, it, we had some deals tied up very early on and I was trying to figure out how to close. That means that I had them in contract, but I hadn't closed on them. And I was out looking for investors. 
And I was looking to do, you know, more complex and complicated deals because I had obtained a lot of experience working at Lehman Brothers in the bankruptcy, dealing with very difficult entitlement issues with cities and getting development rights unlocked and getting what's called entitlements unlocked so that you could maximize the value of the property. And um, I met them on, you know, a weekday, the friend of the friend introduced us. He'd know, he actually grew up with them and he'd, he'd been, you know, tangentially doing business with them in the real estate space in New York for 20 or 30 years. And we met these three brothers and they were very vibrant humans. They, you know, full of life, really passionate about what they did. We met them in their building that was, uh, in the heart of the Flatiron district in New York. And, um, you know, I was showing them one deal that we were trying to close on, which was a property that had an easement running through it so that it, you couldn't develop it, um, because it was blocking the development rights. Very, very risky deal by real estate standards. And, you know, they were just so excited and interested that it was quite refreshing because most investors that I came across were very stuffy and institutional and very reserved. And they were, they are, his brothers are, and, uh, he, he was the opposite of that. They were very excited and they were like, when can we go see it? Um, and I was like, uh, you know, now, and they're like, we can't go right now. What about tomorrow? So, we met them. We had to drive out there in cars. Those guys only rolled in cars <laughs> in New York City, which is, you know, it's it's the high life in New York City to have your own vehicle to, to navigate around. But we drove out to Jersey City and I rode with them and the guys that I was working with in the company, uh, they were they were my business partners at the time in the, in the investment company, uh, drove in a separate car. And they were just like drilling me with questions, but in a very relaxed and uh, friendly way. And I was answering them, talking about life, talking about experience, my experience at Lehman Brothers and before that working at a private equity fund. And we toured with them for a few hours. And at the end of it, they were like, we're in. Where do we wire the money? And I... And something like that hadn't really happened to me before. And it, it kind of showed me, hey, things can change in 24 hours, right? If you connect with the right humans. And that investment uh, did well. We made, we made money. Um, and they invested in every deal that I did from there on out. Um, and we, we certainly had our back and forth and our ups and downs and our disagreements about, uh, you know, the way, what direction we should head exactly, or should we sell or should we hold? Um, but everything leveled out over, over time. And, uh, you know, I'm just, 
truly proud to have gotten to know them um, to, and, to, and to know Jimmy and to see him, you know, before he got sick and to see that really he didn't let getting sick change him. He still was out living life to the best of his ability. And these, these guys, I mean, they live, right? Every, every city we would go to, we would go to different cities looking at deals. When we went to San Francisco and expanded there, they like, they were connected at the best restaurant in town, which happened to be a Greek restaurant. They made some phone calls and we would have these like salon style dinners where it was just this opportunity to connect and collaborate and um, share stories, share ideas, have fun. Uh, and I'm realizing now as I share about this that they were really the only guys I knew in the business that did that. And probably a big part of that is because they ran their own family business. They weren't... Uh, they they weren't running like an institutional business. They still had they had some people invest alongside them where they're the managers of deals and they're you know, they've they own they own a lot of real estate uh and have been very successful. And uh that was just refreshing to see as a young man that came from nothing, you know, dropped out of high school, was trying to build up the confidence level. It was Truly, truly inspirational. Truly. Um, and I'm kind of reflecting on this more and more, like in the moment of just how inspirational it was, right? That is, uh, that's a rarity in society today. And when, when they invested with you, you were like family. I mean, I moved my office there for my company. They invested in every deal. We, you know, we, we rented space as best as we could from them for a few years. Um, and it, it meant a lot to me to say the least. Um, you know, it, it definitely impacted my view of what is possible in the world, which I think all relationships, all good relationships are supposed to do. So, you know, while his family and the world mourns the loss of a great individual, uh, you know, my view is that he lives on and he lives on in his family and his friends and, uh, you know, just everything that he was doing. Just a reminder to be uh, a great human, right? Even if that's just smiling at someone and, uh, you know, saying thank you. So the stories with with uh, him and his brothers could go on for days, but I will spare everybody because uh, a, lot, a lot of it was like, it, it, to me, it felt like watching a movie in a lot of ways. Um, you know, one, one other one that just kind of stands out to me just kinda, is the way that they lived. I mean, they, Jimmy lived 
free. You know, he was, he was a free being, um, in the context of, he just lived the way that he wanted to live. You know, he, out, uh, he, uh, he would wake up the morning of the New York or like a week before the New York marathon and decide he was going to run the marathon and just go do it. Um, you know, just a, a special type of human. And those things are inspiring. Sorry. I know this, this is a little choppy. Uh, it was pretty emotional, uh, for me to hear that he had passed. Um, I I was up on the mountain snowboarding with my kids and I, I came in for lunch and, uh, checked my phone and got the news. And, uh, you know, it, again, not shocking, but, uh, a, a reminder, you know, and the wild thing was, is I was up on the mountain having the most peaceful and amazing day in you know, 12 inches of unexpected powder in the middle of April up in, uh, the Teton national forest. So, uh, you know, I felt him there with me the night before he passed. I, um, I just kind of had a feeling, um, because I had talked to him a few weeks before that. And every other time I had talked to him, he always had, um, a very strong sense of life and the certainty of life. And when I had chatted with him, uh, most recently, he, he had a not so subtle message of like, Hey, uh, enjoy your time with your kids, you know? And, uh, those were other, other than the quick, I love you that we always shared. Um, those were the last words that I heard from him. So, you know, if you're doing what you, what doesn't call to you, this is just a subtle reminder to start making some changes, right? And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be totally 180. You know, the last few years for me have been a, subtle and not so subtle unpacking of kind of the truths of life. And a lot of that was triggered by me facing the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a day when the sun doesn't come up for me. And so if I'm living today, like it's my last one, Am I living the way that I want to live? And that I, th- I think can be daunting for some people. For me, it was in- totally empowering. It was completely empowering. And I had an example in real life of a man who had lived completely fully and was facing this thing and was facing his family every day as he struggled from a health perspective. And he did it courageously and happily and beautifully. Um, and that's a great example for everyone to look at. You know, if, if you don't have that experience in your life, um, that's probably a good thing to be, to be honest. But if you do, 
you know, try to see the beauty in it all. And, um, you know, you can make subtle changes. I mean, for me to go from Wall Street to, I mean, the whole story of like dropping out of high school and working in, you know, blue, very blue collar jobs, right? Heavy labor oriented jobs in an auto body shop in a warehouse to re-educating myself in New York and starting over with a duffel bag to working on wall street and, you know, working through the financial crisis and going to work at Lehman brothers in the bankruptcy and then coming out of that and starting my own company, starting a family, pushing the company to the limit and realizing that, you know, nothing that I'm going to get from the company is going to fulfill me and slowly making those changes and using the skills that I built up running my own real estate company and staying, you know, I still have projects that I'm invested in and I'm interested in maximizing the value of those investments for my investors and for my family, for sure. And also realizing that, you know, life has chapters and it's okay to let one chapter end and let a new one begin. It can seem extremely daunting. Um, I guess I've been fortunate that life has kind of uh, pushed hard for me to have different chapters. And I've gotten very comfortable with the uncomfortable part of ending one chapter and starting a new one. This podcast is you know, it's a major new chapter for me. This isn't some small thing that I'm pumping out. This is an opportunity for me to share philosophy and thoughts that I think are very human. Uh, and I spend a lot of time thinking about the human experience. And, you know, I'm in the middle of writing this book about growing up without my father and what, what the experience was like to overcome that and come to peace with it which I think applies to any sort of, um, you know, issue of loss or fear or any of those things. I mean, I'm hesitant to use the word trauma because I think it's completely overused, right? And I don't really view it as a trauma. I view that the journey for me was about finding my inner courage. And that was a very long and treacherous journey, <laughs> um, to say the least. But meeting people like Jimmy was a big part of me seeing through all the fear and finding the courage, you know, seeing that him and his brothers had came, they came from nothing. They grew up in Brooklyn, very humble. And they had like, I mean, just a wild story, wild story. Like they were all working. They came out of school. They made some money. They moved into Manhattan. They started like a real estate brokerage. The market collapsed. And I think it was in 1989, right? When, when Wall Street or 87, when Wall Street collapsed, uh, 
And they were like, we had to pack all our shit up and go back to Brooklyn because we had like nothing. And they, and then they came back and, you know, 2001 tied up a deal, flipped it, made some money, rolled it into some other stuff and made some money. And just the very inspiring story of like the, you know, the rags to riches story that, uh, While money is not that important, it's important to hear those stories. It's like the Robin Hood story, right? It's it's these very simple stories of having some grit, using your courage to pursue something that you think is really difficult. And uh, when the world has different plans and kind of knocks you down, you you just get back up. And that, to me, that whole ethos is what Jimmy was all about was just like, push it, push thing, push life to the limit because, uh, you know, if you don't, are you really living? So once again, uh, you know, these are just things to, to think about. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do is to prompt anybody who decides to listen to just think about life from a different lens, even, you know, it's it, in your day to day of like running around. I've trust me, I've been there running a company, building buildings on two coasts at the same time, managing the investors, managing my own health, managing, uh, you know, my relationship with my wife and my family, um, try, you know, trying to have fun, trying to find what I'm really looking for, all those things. Like, it can, it can just be overwhelming and years can go by and it feels like a blink. Um, so I guess, you know, it's just a reminder to, uh, slow things down a little bit and just enjoy the whole thing. Enjoy the whole ride because, um, that's the ride, <laughs> you know? Uh, anyways, episode absolutely dedicated to my friend uh Jimmy the Greek to his family who um I totally love and respect and uh you know to all of you that listen cuz I appreciate it once again the episodes on Substack I got um I think I mentioned this the last time, but I'm just going to mention it every time for now. I got the podcast uploaded so that it's on Apple and Spotify. I'll try to email out a link that has the link on both platforms um, so that if you're more interested in listening to it on one of those platforms, you can. Um, I'm also on a new app called Notes. Well, it's actually not a new app. It's built into Substack, but Substack built a Twitter-like platform to share short form thoughts, which I started sharing on, um, cause I've never been huge on social media. Um, but I feel that on the notes app where it's integrated with Substack and integrated with what I'm doing, it's uh, a valuable way to stay connected on, you know, more often than in between things. Uh, it's a way for me to share short things or articles or thoughts, photos, whatever. Um, so if if you're not using Substack, you can download an app to your phone that allows you to use it. Um, 
there's a lot of really great artists on Substack is what I'm realizing. Like a lot of like really creative people are uh, utilizing the platform. And I think that speaks to mostly just the freedom of the platform, um, which I'm a fan of. So uh, follow along there. And, you know, again, the best way, if you like and enjoy these random musings, the best way um, to help me out is to share it because I'm, I'm looking to expand it and grow it and put out the book to a following of people that are, that are interested in reading more. Um, so I appreciate that. And I hope everybody has an incredible day. Peace.